coming at you, baby. It's officially the end of summer. Kids are going back to school. Teachers are going back to work. But we're still here, yakking about the knot. It's your host, The Grinch. As with me as always, Trenton Tarpets Phillips. F-L-U-R-E-D-U-H, Florida. And our producer, Tyler Taint Baker. Oh, man, this is going to be a fun show because we're actually doing it earlier in the day instead of in the middle of the night this time. So it's going to have a whole different vibe. There's there's lights out. No one's got a beer. Uh, I just got back from California. How was your California trip? Oh, man, it was awesome. It give was us give rad. us the top three. Give us the top three highlight reel. Give us the top three highlight reel. Trent oh, does man. California. Okay, top three highlight reel. Number one, surfing waves, surfing good, fun waves with good people, always is the highlight. Um, Dark seas, it's always a good crew out there. That's number one, is catching waves with those dudes. Number two, was getting to hang out with CJ Nelson because he rides for Dark Seas now, so we got to like hang out with him and surf with him. He's like one of the nicest dudes ever, and he freaking rips. It's intimidating surfing with him. When you surfed with him, was he was he doing the, the – because I, for me, I've been a fan of his for a long time, but there are three CJs when you see him surf. There's high pro CJ, and then there's like nose ride switch stand CJ, and then there's mid-length tear the bag out of it drop knee CJ. Which CJ did you surf with? It was mid-length tear the bag out of the drop knee CJ, which was freaking – I was like freaking out. I couldn't be- – I was like, holy crap, this guy rips. But number three highlight, um, on my very last day there, I went down to San Diego and I got to meet Sergio Hernandez, who's one of my favorite jujitsu practitioners and also one of my favorite tattoo artists. And I went by a shop and got to meet him and he was like the nicest dude. He was super cool. I didn't get tattooed from him. I bought some t-shirts, but I think next time I go, I'm definitely going to get some work from him. Cool. But it was awesome. It was a great trip. Um, I can't thank Dark Seas enough for uh, freaking putting us up, taking good care of us, and uh, we had a blast, man. It was great. I'm glad to be home, though. I love it here. I love home. You you can take the boy out of Florida, but you can't take Florida out oh, of the boy. Freaking, as soon as we got back, it was Waffle House and freaking grits, baby. Yeah. You really don't hold back when you return. You got to just got to hit the 100 miles an hour. I'm in the south. It helps you recenter, you know. Like I gotta freaking hear my grandma's southern accent, eat some grits. <laughs> when you first see her, can you not understand her for like five seconds, and then you're like, oh, oh yes, grandma, it's you. <laughs> I can understand. Hi, well, sugar. <laughs> Bless his heart. He just got back from California. Yeah. Well, she. You know, what's funny is um. She loves hearing about it whenever I get back because uh, she, when she was like 16, she moved out there and lived out there for a little bit. And so uh, that's like where she met my grandpa because he was stationed out there because he's originally from Georgia, but he was stationed out there for the Navy. And that's where they like In met San Diego? Guys. Yeah, in Oceanside. Oceanside. Which, dude, Oceanside's probably my favorite town down there. In all of California or in uh or just specifically in San Diego? California. I love Oceanside. It's just like 
old school biker, old school military. Um, back in the day, there was a lot of early tattoo shops there because of the um, GIs and stuff like that. Old, a lot of old barber stuff, dude. Super cool. It's just got a cool vibe. And, dude, the harbor is so much fun to surf. Yeah. How about you, Tank? What's your favorite? If, if, when you're in California, what's your favorite town in California? Uh, I like santa cruz i mean that's where i would stay the whole the whole town's a wave you just wait for the swell you want to hit to which part you want to surf it's amazing up there i've never but, been up there but i've always wanted to go yeah it's good i love the hook man it's such a fun way it's 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 really it's really one of the most special places i've ever surfed cliff right there usually fogged in that's just dredging sick. i love it when it's foggy out there man surfing in the fog is like the best what about you, Chris? Yours got to be somewhere around here. It's Malibu. Yeah, no, my, it's I mean, Malibu. my favorite. Some people are like, oh, you know, my favorite town's Los Angeles. I don't really like LA, but I'm fortunate enough to get to stay in Malibu with the spot that we have. So I love the town of Malibu. The only thing is, is there's only really, in my opinion, one good like dive restaurant called Ollie's Duck Dive, and they make these French fries. They hand cut fries. They fry them once, and then they fry them again in duck fat. And just like everything in Malibu, it's like $100 to go eat there for the night. But I always yeah. look forward to getting a really good surf, at, uh, surf rider and then going down there. And there's a couple the other ways I really that, like. They're like, we, us kind of dudes go out there from Florida. They're like, what do you guys want to eat? We're like, anything deep fried? <laughs> <laughs> they're all like vegan health wrap, like lettuce wrap, this and that. And I'm like, can we go to the place with the duck fat fries, please? Yeah. Can we get some double fried stuff and a couple slugs for the boys? <laughs> so me and Doyle were out there one year and Chad had to, I was out there just with my family staying for two weeks like we do. And Doyle comes out and he's, and his leg was broken. He had broken his leg surfing Ponce Inlet. So he shows up at Surf Rider and he's, you can just tell he's just depressed. It's firing. He can't yeah. get in the water. He's got a broken leg. And we're in town together and we're in LA, you know what I mean? So there's all these things we could do. And my wife and, uh, son go hot go horseback riding through the hollywood hills me and doyle go to the jiffy store get some tall boys go sit on the curb just like if we were back home in daytona and we're just drinking tall boys on the curb in malibu where these like bentleys are pulling up and like these models are going to bally's fitness and there's just two florida scumbags sitting on the curb drinking <laughs> tall boys just like we were home can't fade us, boy. So did, did you have swell on your trip, obviously? Yeah. For me? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I was stoked because apparently the week before I went out, it was like really flat. I get there. It's like wasted chest, um, a bit bigger on like the cleanup sets, like the whole time. So the whole time it was just like big walls to surf. And uh, apparently the day after I left, it started to get like a little blown out and the swell kind of died, but I scored waves the whole time. Nice. Um, I caught Swami super fun, which I love that wave. No Santa no fray? I surfed, we surfed Santa twice. Let me tell you what's going on in Santa right now. So because of COVID and the erosion, parking's like super limited. You have to wait for someone to leave before you can get in. People are waiting in line to surf Sano for like three hours. Oh, no, no wow. joke. Like, I only surfed it twice while I was out there. 
why would you wait that long for that wave? It's not that great. Of, I mean, it's a fun wave, but it's not like a, I'm totally going to wait three hours. Like the day that we did it, we were doing like a dark seas thing. So it's like all the team dudes were like meeting up to like film and shoot and stuff. Yeah. So, it, so we were like, we're just going to leave super early. However long we have to wait, it's fun because we're bringing like, we brought burgers and snacks and stuff and the tent. We're like, we're going to hang out all day. So it made more sense then. But like, dude, I saw some people that waited like three hours to get in, get like surf for 20 minutes and then leave. And I was like, guys, there's better waves around here. Like you could have had a longer session on a better wave somewhere. Yeah, but you hang out there all day. Sorry. The one thing yeah. I'll say about California is there are a lot more people, my experience in California, where like there's one certain spot that's the scene to be. You know what I mean? And like mm -hmm. if that's cool where – yeah, if that's the cool kid spot, they wait three, four hours. Where I think, like, East Coast guys, we never have that luxury. Are the spot to be is like, hey, this place actually has good sand and the wind well, direction the is right. Thing, so that's where we're going. We still have cool kid spots. Like, I remember I'll, I'll, I was surfing on, like, the north side of the Jack's Pier and it was, like, pumping. And, like, me and my buddy are trading off, like, super good waves. But the cool kid spots, the south side of the pier. And people would walk by us, seeing us get, like, phenomenal waves to go surf the crowded south side because that's the cool kid's spot, you know? Mm. It's just kind of like there's people that want to catch waves and people that want to surf. You know what I mean? So my summer has officially come to an end, and I, and I went back to work this week, and it was the oh, first man. time in probably, you know, two and a half, three months that I didn't get to have multiple hour-long sessions each day so yesterday i was just jonesing and I, I mean i still surfed after work but it was choppy and i it was at the pier and it just wasn't yeah. great and so yesterday i was jonesing and the inlet was really really fun and we get down there and i had a really cool thing happen this one of the like the older guys paddles out and i can see this board and i go hey man what is that and he goes my buddy gave it to me and it was an original from the 60s surfboards hawaii nose rider and normally with old 60s boards like that, for me, they're really rad to look at. But a lot of them aren't riders for me because they're all like 9.4. There must have been something back then where blanks, like bigger blanks, just were more expensive because so they didn't make them. But this yeah. one was 10.3. And it was all foiled out. It was in like almost immaculate condition. And I was just drooling over it. And the, the dude looks at me and he goes, hey, man, I got to go in and get some water. I'll, I'll just take your board in, ride this for a while. So I sat there, perfect peelers, like thigh-high peelers. And the thing about those old boards from the 60s, I don't know if you guys feel this way, the, the way that they paddle is not as good. But when you lock yeah. them into a trim spot and you lock them into a nose ride, there is, they feel so much cooler, stabler, and you're just sort of driving through the nose ride than, than modern-day boards do. I don't know if it's the weight or what it is, but it was just a real magical experience. I had it for like 30 minutes, got – so many waves dude paddles back out and he goes all right give her back to me gave it back said thank you went I, in that was my i think session. they're less responsive and that's kind of a good thing sometimes when you're walking the board to have you know new boards everything's kind of refined down into these like real kind of saucery rails yeah you know, unless you're chris's board and you have a baseball bat for a rail but that's a whole other story <laughs> true true <laughs> well for me the Got old the old boards, it's like the difference between skating a backyard pool and skating a skate park. Well, like a me... modern board, 
is perfect and you can manipulate, you were saying, Tane, you can manipulate it, you can make it do what you want. But those old boards, they're blemished because they're, they're 53 years old. So they're blemished. They've got weird quirks to them. But when you figure them out, you, get, you don't get that same magic experience on the newer boards. Let me boards. ask you this, though. What, um, what fin did it have? It had did an origin. Was it like a D fin? Like what no. was the fin? It, it had, so it wasn't the original fin. The guy had a really cool story with it. His buddy who's in his 80s has had the board since 1967. Yeah. And the, his buddy who had the board originally hated the original fin. So in the 60s, he broke that fin off and he glassed on a Yater spoon fin. And that's yeah. the fin that's been on it. Because here's and, um, what I've realized. Every time I ride an old, an old board and it's like a defend old board, it like doesn't, it's not a good rider. But every time I ride a board that's got like a more raked fin, that's an old board. They've usually like, because I've ridden an old con that was phenomenal. But ugly? Board, it was not an ugly. And that's I think that's else. why I liked it. I'm not yeah, I hate con uglies. Those I do too. Yeah. This was just like, I think it was a CC rider maybe but it was sick and that one went really good. And then just recently I was up in New Jersey and Eric from the beach house, let me ride a 67 Jacobs that Takayama shape. It was like a nine, four. It was one of his personal ones. It was a step deck. Holy crap. That thing went so good. But that was again, like a Yater style fin. It, it got me thinking about the sixties and longboard shapers and like those elite guys who figured all that stuff out. And I'm not sure the surfboards Hawaii, the guy, the, the guy who had it said that his buddy got it from Donald in Hawaii in the sixties. And so he figured that Takayama made it. I've ridden three boards that are confirmed made by Donald. Those were some of the best riding longboards I've ever ridden. That guy is a true master craftsman. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was my first favorite shaper when I was a kid because obviously whenever we were longboard kids Joel Tudor was like it and Joel Tudor's boards were made by Donald and then when I was like 14 I got to meet him in California I got to meet Donald and he was the nicest dude and like the coolest dude and it wasn't until I got to ride that old board that I that was the first time I ever got to ride a board shaped by him I was like, holy crap. It was just, it feels special whenever you ride one, you know? It just feels cool just because he's such, like, an important part of longboard history. Not only in the 60s, but in, like, throughout the 90s and 2000s because he was making the best in the world's boards. You know, like, his whole team was phenomenal throughout the early 2000s. It makes me crazy because the the owner of the surf station has a 9.3 Model T from the 90s it's a little bit like in beaten shape, but it would still be such a good rider. And they have it hanging up at the shop and they're, they're doing this. They're trying to sell it for like $2,500. That might not be the exact price, but they have it like really, really high price. And I'm like, man, that thing should just, you know, sell it for a grand and let that board get ridden. Because to me, the, those Takayamas, unless they're immaculate, those aren't wall hangers. Those are riders and yeah. those are board library boards. Like I'd love to be able to have that board and like have Ken take a look at it and look, use if it's it, got but... a D fin, I'm hanging it up. If it's got a good fin, I'm riding it. <laughs> There's a shop up in uh, Ocean City, Maryland that has an original Bob Simmons and the dude will like pull it down and you can like feel it up. It's sick. 
it's a short board or a short thing? No, no. That, so that would be a mini Simmons, and that's what people made later. This is like a board made by Bob Simmons uh -huh. back in the day, and it's like the long, wide tail. It's weird. It's got like a reverse scoop out of the nose to make it like a hole. It's got the two little fins in the back. It's pretty sick. Honestly, so much of that board, I was shocked at how much of it is stuff that is fully modern now. You know, he was like pretty ahead of his time. You have you have great shapers are great shapers. Like I've written a bunch of boards by Ter the late great Terry Martin, and you know there was stuff that I had that for his in like 1997 that even today that you know beat up delaminated all that kind of stuff they still go so well yeah so speaking of old old surf stuff have you guys watched the new bruce brown documentary uh -uh. no what's it called so dana brown made it it kind of flew under the radar but it's uh called like a lifetime of endless summers you can rent it or buy it from youtube holy crap it's sick he's it's basically they like after his wife died they couldn't get him out of the house you know so dana and the kids are like we're gonna get an rv and we're gonna take you to see all your old friends and we're just gonna film it so he goes and hangs out with grubby clark he hangs out with jerry lopez he hangs out with like all the dudes from like motorcycle stuff and then they fly him out to hawaii and he That's runs very cool yeah, he like goes and says what up to Henry Priest and all this stuff. It's really cool. Um, there's a lot of cool history and just him talking about like how they how they went about making the movies whenever they went to Hawaii with just like yeah, there was just, we would just knock on the door of a house and be like, can we rent this house out and stuff like that. Wow, super cool. And then he runs into um, Joey Cabell. Joey Capel was kind of a turd, man, in the video, in the movie. I was like, damn, dude, Joey, you throwing shade at my boy like this? Didn't he start the original Chart House in Hawaii? Yeah, he started the Chart House restaurant. Yeah, and he made all his, his money in, in the restaurant biz. I want to do a shameless... Have, have you ever been to one of those? No. I've been, to, I've been to the original one. It's pretty cheesy. I mean, it's There's like... one this, in Los Angeles, isn't there? What? I, well, honestly, like, look at... Um, the early days of like Longboard Magazine and all the Ira Opera movies and stuff like that. Like all those older dudes had pretty bad taste later on yeah. in their lives. Let me just say it's locked in time and it hasn't aged gracefully. It's not yet like super cool again. It kind of is going out yeah. of style again. It's like not like a cool old school Hawaiian shirt. It's like a bad over the top Hawaiian shirt from 98. It would be the same as eating here in town as Osteen's. That's what it was kind of like. It was like, oh. oh and my grandpa loved Osteen's. Gosh, dude. I'm not going to talk any smack on Like, Osteen's, everyone loves the fried shrimp. Their chicken perlo is the best. But just in my humble opinion, there are other places you could go for less money and less of a weight and still have a, a great experience. Dude, when are we going to, like, just the dudes like the podcast the three of us when are we just gonna go get a seafood dinner yeah we should do an, a knot from the seafood from the fish place down the street from your house tyler yeah oh my gosh kitchen. that'd be epic from seafood kitchen we'll I'd get fish sandwiches and do the knot oh that'd be great that'd be great we have to now so well, i've I also 
I've also been thinking about this that I want to talk about because Trent and I have trashed high-performance longboarding to, to we can't beat that dead horse anymore. But on the group chat the other day, they sent me where a kid from Australia is riding an original Joel Tudor board from the 90s. And I text Trent, and I'm like, that's not a vintage board. It's from the 90s. And Trent just texted me back, the 90s is vintage now, Gramps. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, man, <laughs> it totally is. But Here's it was a the thing. Longrap filmed that, and it's shout out to Ryan. It's sick, because here's the thing. We bashed on high-performance longboarding for a long time because for the longest time, what people did was they had super rockered out boards that they would try to pump like a shortboard. There was a time when just because you had side bites on a log didn't make it a high-performance longboard. Like the ones Joel was riding and like his model was like low rocker and it trimmed and it turned well and it, it's like it's more how you ride it and kind of the rocker kind of how it's made like they're still heavily glass boards they're just kind of made for turning a little more well i watched the footage of that and for those waves it was definitely the right board i mean i might have selected to ride with like a mid-length or an egg but the, i mean the guy, the, the kid who was riding it was doing amazing turns, great nose rides. He got a couple like little cover up tube rides. And but the footwork sucks on it. The foot, it's terrible to do footwork and things on those type of boards. It just feels yeah, like. Yeah, but look at the waves he's riding. Yeah, yeah, but my whole thing is this too. If you're in a chest high, non mushy kind of like punchy, punchy wave or tubes, sometimes a board like that lets you get in earlier. And sometimes you can still do nose rides and things. I think that I want to experiment like that because in the nineties, I remember all of us had two different boards. You know, you had your HP board and you had your high, you had your, your log and you rode your log when it was, you know, under chest high and clean. But there's a lot of days I had after work sessions this week where it was waist high. A couple of days were, were a little bit bigger than waist high and it was, choppy but still mushy so it wasn't enough for my eggs and i'm over riding a fish and i just thought to myself if i had a board like that i could do little pops off the off the white water put nose rides in the little flat sections and it could be fun and i wouldn't have to hop around and mimic bad shortboarding i could well, ride those boards like they're meant to be ridden and it could be fun here's what i do and this is honestly what my model is is it's for it's a board that's still a traditional single fin longboard, but it's more turning. So it's more bladed out. It's got a pulled in nose. It's foiled wide points back a little bit on it to where I can Thinner. do all that. It's a it's a very turny board without having side bites. When I think without having all that stupid nose rocker too, like when you get yeah. those banana type boards taint, that's what makes the footwork suck. Like, all that nose rocker makes the board constantly feel like it wants to dip under the water. It, like, sucks it down as you walk yeah. forward on it. You have just this belly line. Nose rocker's the oh. worst. And I think that's why we all hate the, the high-performance school of surfing. Like, you watch even that guy on the East Coast, Kevin DeWalt. Like, he's a great surfer. Surfs way better than I ever will. But when he goes to nose rides those boards, like Taint's saying, it sucks the board down. You can still have a great turning board. The, the nose rides on those boards, they just – 
they look awkward. They're super wide stance. He's not trimming them. They're just kind of like mowing through the shoulder. Yeah. You know, well, I took a page. Shoulders are for turns, dude. Shoulders I took a page <laughs> from the from the book of tar pits, and I went into Ken and I showed him the Joel Tudor board, and I was like, I don't want training wheels, so I've got coming nine seven, three inches thick, even. Total pinch rail, a little belly, but then some V in the tail, 17-inch nose, 14-and-a-half-inch diamond tail, glass-on single fin. So just I'm getting so you, HP, so low training wheels. A pinch rail for Grinch is still a baseball bat. It's yeah. just one of those little baseball bats. No, no, this thing, I'm telling you, this thing, put your fingertips together and the steeple, and that's what I these rails are. one time Ben shows me this new board he got, and he's all like, check out the pitch rails on this. I'm like, these are the rails ever. Feels like I'm at the grocery store testing avocados for ripeness. <laughs> <laughs> but you rip it, so I, mean, I don't care if they're the yeah. shape of whatever. Well, and at the time, at the time, Grinch was a little heavier. He's lost a lot of weight. So anyways, this thing, I think you'll see it and you'll be like, oh man, that's kind of, because I want to get a board. I need an after work session board for when those classic Florida days, you know, Northeast or Southeast wind at 10 miles an hour and a little bit bigger than thigh high, you're fighting with a log at that point. What type well, I'm of going HP, no in? training wheels. What type of fin are you going to glass in? Um, I'm thinking of green out, uh, well, probably shameless plug. Have you guys? Did you guys see the cinema edit? A what? I like how you guys showed a chose to film it while I was out of town. <laughs> we had I to. Knew that, I said to Luke, I go the first time we do the knot again. Trent's gonna be like, "Why'd you guys do the cinema edit when I was out of town?" Well, Trent, we could we couldn't get any press coverage. We had to wait till you're out of freaking on the West Coast for some <laughs> spotlight. Greg, dude, I tell you what, it's the <laughs> I'm like. I'm on the team, but I'm not on the team. <laughs> like, I think I have, like, a shirt, and that's it. <laughs> that's all you need. I'm not in any of the edits. <laughs> to be fair, there's only ever been three shirts made and one edit. But the fins, the fins are in um, WSMS Mangrove in the Pit. They range between 95 and 100 bucks. Um, they're all uh, Bolan and, a, and um, Epoxy Entropy Resin. But for my HP no training wheels, we have that fin that Trent actually designed that we call the Bogart. I think I'm going to glass one of those on. That would be sick. You would say it's a pivot fin kind of with a little – No. Kind it's kind of just like a fat boy greeno, honestly. Yeah. It's a greeno with, with more um, – uh, uh, Width. Yeah. Um, number one, I'm still waiting on my fin. And number two <laughs> – how heavy are you getting your board glass? So he's going to go 6'4 top, 6 bottom. With patches? Light, dude. No patches. No That's patches. Just light, dude. Because normally mine are 8'4 top and 8 bottom, but I'm, I'm going – that's that, that's Grinch's team light right there, glassing yeah, stable. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's comp glass. Comp. I got to – it's funny because you're getting like a more like um, turny board – I got a uh, more of a nose rider on the way, just something a little more filled out. But I get all my boards, long, short, mid-length, whatever. I get them all Volan all the way. The, for me, 
uh, Volan lost its allure to me. Like in the early 2000s when Volan was, was the raddest and the, the coolest and it was the rad thing to have, it, it just cost more money. But you can get that same Volan weight and feel if you just put eight-ounce fiberglass with a four-ounce deck patch. Like my boards are still just as heavy. Well, the thing is, I don't, I, don't sp- I don't only do it for the weight. I do it for the durability because those Volan weaves will hold more resin in it. And because of that, it makes the board a little bit stronger, a little more stiff. And I like that, especially since I beat the crap out of my boards. <laughs> you guys got to give me this. For like, a big, for like a big heavy dude like I am, the biggest dude of the crew, I have the lightest feet. Like I barely ever pressure ding the top. You do, of my yeah. I barely, I'm not the ding guy. Kiss the deck it. with your mouth. <laughs> I freaking stomp my boards. Try to. Chad <laughs> are the two skinniest dudes in the crew, and their boards are so beat to crud on the tops. It's like they walk around stomping their feet like they're having a tantrum. Dude, yeah, you should first, really do a patch. My very first wave at Sano, I lost it into the rocks. <laughs> oh, no. It beats up boards there with no mercy. My board was fine. And I was like, Volan, we're good. No. On the way back, I didn't even pack them. I just threw them in the bag, shipped and brought them on the plane over, and then freaking they were fine. What boards did you bring to California with you? So I brought my normal tar pits that I've been riding. And then I brought this board that Tony made that he um, didn't measure anything on it. He didn't even use a template. He just hacked away at it with a planer, and it was phenomenal. It was called a pig, pig dog, and he let me take it. And, dude, I had so much fun on that board. It was phenomenal. It sold already. I brought it back. It sold the next day. Yeah. Nice abstract on the deck and stuff. Yeah, he went. you polished that board, didn't you? A little, yeah, I did. I tried it out. <laughs> Dude, that board was sick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know what it reminds me of? One of those early, what's that early Florida shaper? Like when you find like an old board, it didn't ha- it had a modern rocker, but that template looked like it could have been a board from the like 70s or something. Come on, yeah, Greg the Lord. tail was super pulled in, yeah. but there was like a hard edge at, on it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. cool. There used to be this guy in the 90s named Greg Lore, and he was making – he was the only East Coast guy at that point that I saw that was, like, still making eggs. And he made these epoxy 2 plus 1 or trifin eggs, and they were the first ones I rode. And they worked – they looked so bad. Like, the Takayama Flow egg and everything were so much cooler, but those Greg Lore eggs worked so well. And I, I always had one, and that I, I would always just ride them until they delaminated. And then Surf Station, when I was still working there, quit carrying them. And I just couldn't get them anymore. Huh. It was funny. We were talking about in the group chat how remember how like when Sprout came out and they're talking about quads, they talk about quads like it's this abstract vintage alternative thing. And now it's like pretty commonplace. Can we talk about, did you guys watch the WSL contest um, in the wave pool? The, like the latest one that happened? No, I didn't. Oh. Why would I? Wait, at the Surf oh, Ranch or in Waco? Yeah, at the Surf Ranch. Okay. Surf, okay. Ranch, wave, surf Ranch contests are so boring because it's everyone doing the same thing in the same spot. It's, it's the worst. But now, Jose Cuervo has this thing called the soul of surfing, right? And you, you go on and you tell them what your favorite tequila cocktail is after a surf session, and you could win an all-expenses-paid trip to the Surf Ranch 
to be to surf with Jerry Lopez. So for me, it's like such a catch twenty two because I think tequila is gross and the downfall of Western civilization, and I hate the Kelly Slater wave pool and Firewire and all that. But getting to go surf with Jerry Lopez in any kind of wave that barrels would be the raddest thing ever. So it's just like it, it's such a catch, rock and a hard place. Well, here's the thing. Imagine that you win and you go and you're like one of you're someone like us that's more into like longboards and like stuff like that. Because if you're a shoreboarder, you don't care. You're like, sweet, I want to surf the wave pool. But imagine you go and you're like, sweet, I get to surf with Jerry Lopez. And then he pulls out a pop, one of his pop outs, and you're just yeah. like, oh, Sad. no. <laughs> <laughs> Say it ain't so, Jerry. Say it ain't so. I was just wondering, do you think they would let you burn him on one wave as part of <laughs> just burn him one time? But, but here's the funny thing. So, um, a local homie, Ryan Waters, is actually in the running. Like, I think he's like one of the finalists or something. But everyone go vote for him because he's the homie. And he's yeah, for sure. Vote for him. And it'd be great if he won it because he's a funny dude and he's an awesome dude. So go vote for Ryan Waters for it. Ryan, if you win, you have to burn um, Jerry Lopez. <laughs> or, or, yes, burn Jerry over Kelly, I think. Yeah, and tell Kelly to accept my fight. <laughs> fight me. You're going to fight Kelly? I'm trying to get hey, a jiu-jitsu match. We've talked about this for like three episodes. We're going to have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu match. They're I both blue belts now. Smart. We're both blue belts. Slater versus Trent. Same weight class. Slates versus Trent. Slates versus wow. Pitts, baby. I can see the poster now. Oh, it'd be great. Someone, anyone that's good at Photoshop, mock up the poster. It's got to be like a UFC poster. I wonder if any of the three of us could win. I definitely could not win that contest because I'm blocked by Firewire, the WSL, and Kelly Slater. So I think that even if I tried to do it, they'd all be like, no, this guy can't win. Yeah, no way. I'm only blocked by slates, but I think that with some some delegation, we could get that block removed. Just a jujitsu, like, well, to get the match going, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we've got to get it hype. It'll be like Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. We'll do, like, press conferences. Well, I'll be all like, light work. Where the light work at? And then, like, throw money at him. <laughs> and then I'll like go and like pick up the four dollars I threw at him. Like, hey, I kind of need that. Yeah, but if you lose, this could be a major setback for longboarding and traditional. Look, it's, it's, it's a win-win, but, anyways. Because if you lose, this, already got enough setbacks. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that are not longboarding setbacks, um, Alex knows is off Ruka now and he's full on Vans, like full sponsorship. How crazy Vans. is that? But I thought, thought Ruka was going to, I thought he was going to be to Ruka kind of what Joel is to Vans, like the, the lifer kind of um, dude that's the, the statesman, you know? But then the new edit on Nobody Surf is the best Alex Nose footage I've ever seen, period. Oh, it's, the, the music is phenomenal. And edit of the, in my opinion, edit of the year. Edit of the year. The logging's super freaking good. Yeah, that was a good one. I love to watch him ride those mid-lengths, those, like, those three-fin bonzers that he rides. And I also – I like – and as much as I – Cheater 5s, I've spoken out against him. Alex Nose on the mid-length Cheater 5 tube ride is one of the raddest things I've seen. I'm for it. 
all it looks day. like a, it looks like a Drew Bof- Brophy picture or something when he does it. <laughs> yeah. it does look, like those old '90s things that we'd all scribble on our notebooks. Yeah, he's just bringing it. He just brought them to life. Cheater Five Two Brides are the funnest thing you'll ever do because it feels you're you'll ever do. Not that I'll ever do. <laughs> well, here's the cool thing about them, dude. My back goes out just thinking about doing that. You know how whenever you're nose riding and you don't see any board in front of you because you're on the nose and it just feels like you're floating across the wave? It's the same thing, but in the tube. You, there's like, you feel like you're just floating in the tube. It's sick. I like but it. I think, go ahead. No, I like I was, doing that. I'm into it. Cheater 5 in the barrel. Cheater 5 tubes? Yeah. I think I'm going to start doing some yoga and some stretching and we'll do a show campaign, get Grinch to do a cheater five, like to see if we can get my old self, my, <laughs> with the gut and the bad well, back and like the herniated. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll meet early and we'll go surf and we'll film it and we'll just be getting you to do a cheater five. And then at the end of it, we'll celebrate at the seafood restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll throw you a birthday party, a five-year-old birthday party. <laughs> Cheater five, yeah. You're five. He's five. Yeah, a bunch of five balloons. He's five. He did it. And with that being said, Cheater fives, I'm going to try to learn how to do them now that I'm almost 40 with a bad back. Trent is going to fight Kelly Slater in a jiu-jitsu match for the ages. Fight! All me. while Taint is surfing the hook and burning Jerry Lopez. We're going to go to one of Taint's famous breaks. We love you. Don't go anywhere. Surf not. Coming back, baby. Oh, Cape St. Francis. Finding Cape St. Francis, you know, riding it. It was a whole experience. How did you know it was there, Mike? Or how did you suspect it was there? Well, you know, I, I tell it in the book, but the whole story is, um, when we went on the trip, we knew there was a seven-mile point somewhere in South Africa. That's where we were heading. And um, so all these other sort of spots were just basically just, uh, you know, time out for uh, just before we got to Cape St. Francis. But anyway, we got there. I mean, I was really anticipating this because it was a right break, a right point, seven miles. So we had no idea what we were going to find. But so we got there, and uh, Bruce and Robert slept until about nine o'clock that next morning. I was up at five o'clock when the sun came up and went, went to the beach, and it was like a 14 foot tide. And it was real uh, low tide, but it was offshore and, you know, and, and it looked like Newport Beach, mm-hmm. about three or four feet, but some lefts. <laughs> so um, I really didn't care. I didn't see, you know, I looked up the point, but we were right down at the basin of it at this camp. And um, so finally when, finally when I got Robert and Bruce up, because we've been traveling a lot. And uh, I got him down to the beach. The tide had changed, like, um, you know, half half it's coming in. So it was really, you know, it's like 14 foot tide. So it was, you know, like a quarter of a mile or something like that. And um, 
I started noticing this break down the, towards the point, but we, we, we looked at it and I always see the back side of it. And there were swells going by us and going into this cove. Every time I try to get Bruce to, or Robert, to look at it, they go like this and miss it. They did that about three times. But I, I, I guarantee we were sick of each other by this time, you know what I mean? We had been traveling for a long time and I, I, I can irritate people <laughs> to a point. And so I was real persistent, you know? And, and um, Bruce got pissed at me. And, and I was, <laughs> so I thought Bruce, you know, knew that I was, but didn't want to say anything about it. So he's getting disgusted with me, you know? And I know that sign with Bruce when he gets disgusted with me, because it happened quite a few times. And um, then I looked, I saw it again, the break, saw, I saw three or four waves, and I just went, God damn. And this, this uh, place in front of us was still surfable. Robert was, you know, going out, you know, he couldn't wait for the, you know, the, the, the queue to go out, you know. And uh, I just told Bruce, I said, Bruce, take you and Robert and your fucking movie and shove it. I'm going down there. And so I picked up my board and went down. As I'm walking about, you know, it's like down this point and around this cove. And... Uh, I look back, those guys are sitting on the edge of the water, all just standing there. <laughs> Robert, Bruce, and Terrence, and that kid. And uh, I went up to the spot, looked at it, it was just, oh, these little tubes, you know, in three or four ways at a time. I just went, Jesus, so I paddled out there. You know, this is shark-infested water, too. So I'm, you know, I hesitated, going, nah, I'm all by myself, what the fuck? I paddled out, and uh, the first wave I took off on, I turned, you know, as I took off the wave, I looked down, I saw those guys way down the point, and just went down this ride, and watched them this whole time, as I just went riding down this way for about 100 yards. And then I looked back, and there's more sets that I kicked out. And as I'm paddling back out like this, and uh, I looked back, and Robert and Bruce and Terrence, they're all running down the beach. They finally get to where, where I was. By that time, I'd already caught three or four waves. And I was just laughing. I was having the greatest time. I mean, I was in heaven. And uh, Robert pals out. Well, the, the thing, tide was coming in. So, and it's tide coming in fast. And so I realized, I could tell, you know, that it was getting slower, you know, and it was getting mushier. And so Robert and I caught a bunch of waves. And then one time, um, Robert lost his board. You know, we usually help each other, right? So I just went in, got his board, went into the beach, told Bruce, Bruce, you've got to try this. So it gave him Robert's board and said, go out there and ride this. And he did, and I filmed it. You can see on the, in the summer of Bruce, you know, I filmed it. And, and uh, I just wanted him to feel it, you know. And uh, 
And that was about it. <laughs> that was a perfect wave. Welcome back to the Surf Knot, baby. Coming at you, it's the Grinch here with Trenton Tarpitz Phillips. Oh, man. And our producer, Tyler Taint Baker. Oh man, Duval. I'm feeling I'm feeling some Duval pride, boys. Oh should. I, my buddy uh is like a filmer, not like a surf filmer. He does like a lot of commercial work. And he hit me up. He goes, Hey man, I'm doing something for like the city for like tourism. Do you wanna come film like a couple skate things and some surf stuff? And I was like, Absolutely. Oh, cool. And it was like the day after I got back. And I was all jet lagged at like 8.30 in the morning trying to do a Smith grind at the skate park, just eating it. <laughs> did you get the Smith grind? Of course I did. <laughs> He's Man a pro. Man for ledge. Who are you talking Man to? Man for ledge. Oh, ledge. Always. Smith grind is the coolest trick in skateboarding. Okay, it's so honestly the only trick I do now. <laughs> so speaking of Trent having to go and, and uh, shoot and it, and it being awkward... I've been seeing this thing, and it's a question in my mind that I want to ask you guys. So there are these giant conglomerate uh, surf sites, even beyond the local stuff that we talk about. Surfline, Nobody Surf, like all these huge conglomerate places, right? And it seems like every time there's a swell, all these people are – like getting a, a good shot on one of these things is akin to getting a shot in a magazine years and years ago, right? Mm-hmm. there's great swell and it's going off they always end up posting pictures of someone taking a set wave and eating it and then there's like some snarky comment about it i personally find it almost hysterical but all these people are like that's not right they shouldn't do that that's making these people look bad and i'm like quit taking yourself so seriously well, here's the you guys got an opinion on this number one Nobody Surf is more of a hub for, for content. It's more of a hub for videos. Because, I mean, the video could have been filmed whenever. But I will say, all the people that are like, you shouldn't post that and all those, I guarantee you, every single one of those people follows Kook of the Day. Yeah. Or has taken a picture of someone and be like, Kook of the Day. Or follows like Wicked Slams and watches people yeah. eat it. And honestly, I had to unfollow Kook of the Day because I was like, this is just bullying. Like, you see someone with their fins on backward because they don't know because they're trying to learn. And you're like, beat it, kook. You're so stupid. And it's like, why don't you just go and be like, hey, man, your fins are backwards. Help them out. <laughs> Freaking jerks. My name Cody Coleman, who he does, he does rat water shots, and he lives in Colorado now. But he hit me up one time, and he was like, hey, I have this super funny picture of you, like, full gut out, belly flopping off the nose. Do you care if I run it on the surf reports? And I'm like, oh, dude, please do. Just give yeah. it to me. I deserve it. Like, but let's go. I just, I think that surfers take themselves too seriously. If you can't laugh at yourself, dude, then you're taking it way too seriously. It's just, even if you're like a pro, it doesn't matter, dude. Have fun with it. It's surfing. It's not freaking rocket science. You're not like. You're not stopping atomic bombs from going so off. So if we have our listeners out there, 
Trent's coming in and out. It sounds like you're you like you Optimus Prime has you in a headlock because it's like. Uh, 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 well, you're cutting in and out for me. Like a transformer. Yeah, you're it's just. Have we it's lost? Just the return audio for yourself sometimes lags behind, but everything's good. Okay. Tain, I, I got I got Grinch glitching on it's, me it's right really... now. You guys are glitching. <laughs> Hold on, let me move because maybe maybe it's just me. Because I was in a better spot. Wait a minute. I'm back. Hold on. Yeah, you're good. Oh, sorry, hon. I'm still on the podcast. Is that cool? Yeah. Am I glitching, Tyler? No, you're good. Okay. I can get to come over here in the corner. I should be better now. I'm closer to my modem. All right. My wife's home. Now it you're all using phones. What? <laughs> I'm using a laptop, mine. All right, we're good. Anywho, yeah, surfers <laughs> are dumb. Shelly was making really just. <laughs> no, here's my thing though. And poor Tain's gonna have to like. Don't worry, I got you. This is what I want to do. If you listen to Surf Not, DM me or T DM Phil Spiderman or Taint is a dumbass or Barfrake. Send us your best slamming, like, kook of the day photo. Starting, someone's got to do an Instagram. We need an Instagram. Can someone, can a listener out there please make us an Instagram? <laughs> Send us that password. We will have an Instagram by the time this comes out. We need a director of social media. We do. I've I tried to get my cat to do it, but he's kind of dumb. That's funny. I was thinking my dog, too, at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Florida, we're taught to live off the land. <laughs> <laughs> with the technical difficulties and, and a good hour in there, we love you guys. This is your host, The Grinch, signing off another Surf Not podcast. Somebody make us an Instagram. Kelly Slater, fight Trent, are you afraid to grapple with tar pits? Fight him! Fight me! Look at these games! Whoa! God bless. We love you, Surf Land. <laughs>